to celebrate Pastor Mo for that powerful session. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> you know, Christians are always looking for what key to use to be successful. And the first person that wants you to succeed is God. The Bible is the book of success. Please sit down. He wrote it for you to succeed. So if you've been like me before, or maybe that's where you are right now, that you are saying, Lord, how do I become who I'm supposed to be? How, what do I do? I don't want to bend rules. I don't want to do unscrupulous things. And I want to arrive where you want me to arrive. What do I do? And these are the days where you see somebody write a book on 12 steps, 30 steps, 20 steps to this. And those steps are good. But if those steps are in line with God's word, and you ask me to give you one word, that encapsulates all those steps to be taken, it will be obedience. <laughs> obedience is powerful. In 1 Samuel 15, 22, you know the narrative how that Saul misbehaved. And God said to him, I love sacrifice. But when you place sacrifice beside obedience, obedience is better than sacrifice. And when we talk about obedience, don't think about God saying, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do this. In 2008, I had a son, one of the first people to support me in ministry. He had this fund available to him. Somewhere around Umbora, at the back, I can't remember the place anymore. He got cheap land there in 2008. There was no red road network. And the Lord told him, because I taught him, when you give, what happens to you is that the Lord blesses you. He opens the windows of heaven. The window is your mind. He pours for blessing, not money, ideas. So listen for instructions. Listen for direction. Major, major break I've had in ministry came by a step I took, a move I made that was stirred up by my obedience. This guy came to tell me, I looked at the amount of money he wanted to invest. I was so careful. I prayed. And God said, I should invest. He bought maybe, I can't remember, maybe 5,000 hectares or maybe 100 hectares. I can't remember. Maybe 100,000. It was huge. A week after, he bought and collected his document. They graded the route there. And then they started putting poles for electricity. Boom! The value went up. About two months after, he waited again. They fixed the electricity. They tarred it. It just went gaga. It sold and made a lot of money within a short period. So when, we, when I tell you about obedience, it's not every time we're talking about uh, go and resign your job. Go and do this. Sometimes it teaches you to profit and lead you the way you should go. 
If you're not profiting, something is wrong somewhere. How you know that you are a child of God is that you are led by the Spirit of God. So that you are a new creation, you are born again, doesn't exempt you from God's leading. Obedience. And when we talk about obedience, you will do yourself a lot of good not to think about Moses. Because obedience was the way God led Abraham. Obedience was the way God led Adam. Obedience was the way God led Noah. Many of us have entered trouble by our disobedience and we are asking God, God, why? Now, imagine God was going to wipe out the earth with water. Noah had never seen that volume of water before. Even in its wildest imagination, he couldn't imagine it. And God did not discuss the water with him. God just said to him, build an ark. He built it for how many years? Almost 100 years. What kind of thing was that? And God will give him specific instructions. Do you know one of the problems people have against pastors? They don't, they, they don't just say it. When the pastor tells you, listen, there are specific things God tells me. We can't do this. This is what we do. They think, is it not church? Is it not church? Why must I do it that way? What, what's your problem? Why? Why must we do it that way? And if you go read Exodus 25, from chapter 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, to chapter 40. Please, I give you that assignment. Count how many times God warned Moses. Make sure you build according to the pattern that was shown you on the mount. If you don't build according to pattern, the end result will not be what you're supposed to be. So God didn't just tell Noah to build an ark. Maybe you've not noticed. It didn't just go to build any wood, build with any wood. The basement was built with a certain kind of wood. The middle was built with a certain kind of wood. The top was built with a certain kind. Of... Maybe looking for the wood made the thing. I don't know why it took a long time to build. Imagine Noah didn't see a certain wood. And he just said, I beg, I beg, I beg. Is it not just to build? So there are lots of people you look at, you say, oh, and they are faithful, Lord. No. You cannot judge another man's master. It is to his master that he falls. It is to his master he stands. It's only God that can say someone is faithful. Oh, the fact that the person shows up all the time. What if they showed up to do what they wanted to do? Here's the danger. You don't know the value of obedience until storm comes. There is something that will happen in your life in the next 20 years. God will make you to make a decision now or he will tell you what to do now. If you do it, you will just think, well, maybe God is the killjoy. And then when it starts to happen, you don't know the value until storm comes. Whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them is likened to a man that built his house upon the rock. Storm will come. Wind will come hard on it, but it will stand. Whoever hears the saints of mine and do not do it, storm will come, wind will come, it will be, and great will be the fall. Why would they put great to, why did the Bible put great will be the fall? Because when that guy building on the rock was building, and the other guy building on the sand was building, this one quickly got up. While this one got up, and it was high, this guy was still digging, following instructions. 
and everybody thought you are too slow. You are not sharp. Ah, what's wrong with you? Is that how your Christianity is? But when storm came, was when you now knew the value that you, what you didn't budget, God thought about it. Did you know that after Adam fell, animals became carnivores? And all animals, all kinds, entered into the ark with Noah. If he had not followed instructions and built the compartment God told him to build, even in the ark, the animals would have eaten him up. <laughs> in the ark. You see, but, but, but God, why are you not the one that created marriage? Some people think it's every marriage that no man can put asunder. It is what God joins together. It's what God joins together that no man can put us on. I know some specific instructions I followed in my life that didn't make sense. And trust me, I'm reaping them today. I didn't do everything right, but some things that didn't make sense. My friends laughed at me. People thought I was stupid. People had intelligent conversation with me. But I said, that's what God said, said that you do. It's now making sense. That ark was designed to stand. That ark was designed to float. If he had built with the wrong wood, when the flood came and the thing was supposed to lift from the ground, if he stayed, he would have, be, he would have drowned. They would say, God is a liar. They say, God is a liar. That's why you cannot joke with what I'm telling you. The old trials of Job was nine months. Moses talking to Pharaoh, let my people go, was nine months. You spend nine months, gestation period of a man is nine months. Nine months by theologians and myself, I believe, is the classic example for temptation and trials. Don't quote me if what you're dealing with is more than nine months. Go and check yourself and ask questions. Lord, what is going on? Because there is no way, even if you walk in obedience, you will go through trials. But if it's stretching, stretching, you are seeing evil patterns, then why did you give your life to Christ? Go and check the, 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 the disciples, the early Christians. Nobody told them to go and bring the sand in their village. No gimmick of prophetic. Now hit the wall three times. Say, oh, father, my father, my father. My. Most people you are doing that to are in the middle of disobedience. And God resists disobedience. <laughs> One of the reasons disobedience is very, very dangerous to you is that it's a twin with pride. Anywhere you see pride, you see disobedience. Anywhere you see disobedience, dig it. Pride is there. Very terrible pride. Very, very terrible pride. They want to do what they want. God sent Jonah to Nineveh. He bought a ticket and went to Tashish. When you see yourself paying a lot of price in life, a Nigerian soldier is looking for uniform. A Nigerian soldier is looking for bullets for his gun. You should know that there's something wrong somewhere. He must have gone somewhere to use the bullet they gave to him and he's trying to replenish it. There's something wrong. There are some things you shouldn't be looking for as a Christian. We all go through processes. But after a while, there's some things 
that you should not be looking for. They should look for you. Because of your destiny, because of your life assignment. Am I talking? Jonah bought his ticket and went to Tashish instead of Nineveh. And the reason is very simple. Jonah knew God that God was a God of mercy. And after he had stuck his neck, messed up his name, shouted on radio and internet that God was going to destroy the city, God would now change his mind. So he was afraid of the shame and went to Tashish because the ball in Tashish. And it was in a, in a ship where all sorts of human beings were there. Glory be to God. <laughs> there was storm. Child of God, are you here today going through storm? In your business? Going through storm in your marriage? Going through storm in your career? And it looks as if this thing, devil is so powerful. You have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and it didn't work the way it's supposed to work. Maybe we should ask you this, the question they asked Jonah. Oh God, do you know anything about this stuff? <laughs> Are you aware of it? And some people, <laughs> unlike Jonah, everybody was calling on their God. The person that brought Shangbei, brought Shangbei, was speaking to the world. The person that brought... Jonah just sat down and crossed his legs. He didn't bother praying to God because he knew why the storm was going on. 21st century Christian. Is there a voice that you say, I bind you devil. You devil. You foul spirit. And they are walking in disobedience. And it's not working. Because you can bind the devil. You can't bind God. 1 Peter 5.5 5. 1 Peter 5.5 5. It says, it says, likewise, you younger ones, submit yourselves to, to elders. Yes, all of you be submissive, submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. The reason why you cannot joke with this is that God resists the proud. But it gives more grace to the humble. Elevation, advancement requires humility. And if you, if you are walking in humility, the mark is that you'll be obedient. Any revelation you have that is making you cocky is a wrong one. When Isaiah, after being a prophet for so long, the year King Uzziah died, when he saw the Lord, he said, woe is me. <gasps> woe is me. If, you, if you have an encounter with God and you are cocky, you did not meet God. Or you think you are holy. The Bible says even the heavens are not holy in God's sight. Oh, I can fast. When last did God eat? Anything that is making you cocky made me know you did not encounter God. Oh, I have a truth. The word must hear. Is that why you are speaking like that? Speaking the truth in love. That's what the Bible says. Any revelation you have, the Bible says knowledge puffeth. And that is gnosis, not epinosis. Gnosis puffs. And the Bible says too much learning maketh thee mad. So it may be craziness going on with you, not spirituality. Because the more you know God, the more you look at yourself and you're like, wow, I need help. And when you are translating that revelation of yours, you may be passionate, but you are not looking down on people about that. Hallelujah. Any revelation that makes you proud is not going to take you anywhere. 
anywhere. Write it down. You'll be a theoretical victor. You will be quoting scriptures like parrots. They will not see one in your life. Because faith worketh by love. The fuel that makes faith to function is love. And if there's anything about love, love is humble. Love is humble. Glory be to God. So Jonah agreed with them that they should throw him in water. No antecedent. Nobody ever did that. But he trusted God. And they threw him in water. And God prepared a fish to swallow him. I used to think that when Jonah prayed, and by the way, how loud was that prayer? In the belly of the fish in the ocean. Have you swam before? Mm, have you swam before? So can you imagine the ocean? And maybe they threw him there. That storm must have generated darkness. Because when it's stormy, there's mist. It covers the sun. When they threw him in the ocean, can you imagine? The place was dark. He trusted God. And the whale or the whatever swallowed him up. And he was there for three days. So he thought the ocean was dark. When he entered the whale's belly, it was darker. And he prayed in the belly of the fish in the water. You don't need to climb from mountain to mountain for God to hear you. How loud was that prayer? In the belly of the fish. And God heard him. So I thought, oh, God heard him. I said, fish, turn back, take him to Nineveh. No. Go and read it. He cried to God in that situation and God took him and the fish vomited him back to where he started from. That is life changing. Because God still wanted to know, Oga, now buy the correct ticket and use your own hand to face your own direction. Some of you think, oh, once I just obey God now, things will just... No. The reason why it's taking time is that you are supposed to go to Lagos, you went to Kaduna. You will not just drop in Lagos. You will first of all come back. The journey back to Abuja before you start the journey. Because magic don't last. If you jump up, you will come down. If you grow, you will stay. Magic don't last. And you need to know that. And God's principles take time. So start early. Start early. Hannah means grace. That's the meaning of Hannah, grace. The Greek word for John is Johannan. John means recipient of grace. Johannan. Grace is of the inside. Grace was in the house of Elkanah. An Ephratite. Who had a wife called Penina or Penina, depending on where you're from. Penina means coral or pearl. You don't put pearl in your pocket. You, that's what you put. You, you want everybody to see it. So she had children. She was fearful. And she, she, she was taunting Hannah in the house. <laughs> when they went for Shiloh and they danced, Hannah would hold her husband. Penina would say, let, him, let her have the husband. She will line up her kids and she will do traffic jam dance. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and walk, dance in front of her and shake her bum bum and, and dance around with her children and dance around her like this. And that woman would just be looking, what in the world is going on? I described that to you to let you know that Hannah did not need that child in church. She needed the child at home where this lady was taunting her day and night. Sometimes you think you are smarter than God and you are telling God, yeah, 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 I'm going to give you this, but you see, I really need this here. I really need to travel. I really need to do this. The Bible says if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Good is in the land. You don't need to run anywhere. By the grace of God, there are some people in this room, there's nowhere anybody is coming from that their standard of living is better than theirs. Anywhere, from anywhere in the world, from the jungles of Bunjibura to the cities of Venezuela. There, there are people in this room that the standard of their living, every single thing, standing shoulder to shoulder with anybody in the world. Anywhere. Why? They heard a voice a long time ago, I will look after you. <laughs> you know, the Bible, now I'm going deeper right now. The Bible doesn't say it will bless you based on the work you do. I know you don't believe me. It doesn't say it's going to bless you based on the town or the city or the country you reside. According to his riches in glory with Christ Jesus. Genesis 28, I will be with you. I will follow you whithersoever you goest. I think verse 18. Anywhere I'll be with you. And I will bring you back to this land. And I will not leave you until what I've spoken to you comes to pass. Genesis 28, 18. That's the word God spoke to Jacob. That made him a phenomenon. Now, when you ever know anybody that sleeps when the word is going on, you just saw a failure. I can be tired one Sunday, once in a while, but if every time the word is going on, I'm sleeping, you just saw a failure. <laughs> you will never make it. No, how will he make it? He sent his word and he delivered. Faith comes by hearing. What will you do without faith? What will you do in Nigeria without money? What will you do without faith in the kingdom of God? When the service is going on, when it's praise time, you will dance. When is the word? <laughs> that is a toy for the devil. Once in a while, it can happen. We are human. But if that's the way, the way you live your life, your Bible is gummed together because everything you read, uh, saliva has gummed it together. You shouldn't be quiet where you are. When you want to say, hey! I just told you the truth. I made it juvia so that I can tell the truth in love. But you're in serious trouble. You're in serious trouble. What will you do without the word? <laughs> when Jesus was, had an encounter with the devil, the only thing that saved him was, it was written. If he had not known, he would have been in trouble. Hannah knew what to do. Say that after me. Believe me, Hannah knew. They, from day one, she'd been asking for children. God had whispered it into her heart. I need your son. Ah, no, 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 no. I need her in the house. Okay, all right. All right. The day she was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that's the person I'm sent to today. Do I have anybody here that is sick and tired? You, you, you just, you said, you said to yourself this year, I've tried everything I could do. Now I want to rest on God. Even if you're not telling me, I could feel it. I saw, I felt it during refresh. 
that about 90% of the people that come to this church, they are not joking with 2021. Can I have a witness in this place? No, um, Anna said to her husband, please, you know what? Go. The man said, am I not better than 10,000 sons to you? He said, go. I want to hang around with my God. She switched to God and began to pray. But while she was praying, God came again and said, I need that child. And she started struggling. And Eli sat down and thought she was drunk. You know, there's a way you struggle. <laughs> she, she felt like a drunk person. And the minute she said what she was supposed to say, Lord, if you give me this child, I'll give it to you. There was no account in the Bible that God spoke back to Hannah. There was no thunder. There was no lightning. There was no shaking. She knew that she, had, she wasn't pregnant immediately. She walked away and even the pastor abused her. Now you this drunken woman. As early as 10 a.m. you're already drunk. She refused to be offended. Sir, I'm, you, I'll be back. You can abuse me. I'll be. Whoever goes weeping, bearing precious seed in their hand, shall doubtless return with sheaves in their hands. What gave her that assurance? She knew that she had obeyed. Listen to me, guys. I believe strongly that some people were not ready two years ago. They were not ready last year. But somehow, they know they are ready this year. They know they are ready this year. Never ever think that it is the mother that determines when the baby comes out. God doesn't determine many things that you think he determines. It is the baby. And what actually determines, what makes the baby react like that? You say, ah, she started having contraction. The same baby that was peaceful. What, what makes it that the baby starts kicking and start? That baby is now in an uncomfortable place. What makes the place uncomfortable? After all, the stomach is bigger than when you started. The baby has outgrown that place. Let me say something to you. If you are not tired of where you are, where you are is tired of you. You have outgrown it. So you can't be at ease. That baby puts his head between the pelvics. Makes the woman walk funny. I saw one pregnant woman wearing a today. I was like, wow. It's about time. The head hit the pelvic. No matter the decorum you had before. No matter how psychedelic you are. And when they talk to you, you say, are you talking to me? When the baby hooks your pelvic, <laughs> your nose is big. Your lip is big. Saliva in your mouth. You don't care. Important places. The baby may decide to display before even arriving. Arr, arr, you vomit. I think somebody you are due. I think you are due. I think you are due. I have a strong feeling that you are due. Listen to me. I'm not preaching as a pastor. I came here with an apostolic grace. Plus, a terrible prophetic unction. Where you are, I think you are due. And I prophesy that in the name of Jesus, because it's your turn, let everything turn on your side. Because it's your turn, let everything turn on your side. If you believe me, let me hear your amen like thunder. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hannah said, Lord, I'll give you. Do you know what shocked me? She had more than four or five children. After them, 
And the one she gave to the Lord was the first prime minister of Israel. What is telling you, what is giving you an opinion that if you obey God, your life will go down? Who told you that? What kind of voice is that? That alone is even annoying to angels. That the reason you're not obeying God is because you think your life will become inferior by obeying God. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. The best way to look at the devil is to look at what he does. Resist sickness and he will flee from you. Resist family division and he will flee from you. Resist failure and he will flee from you. But the reason why you are resisting is not fleeing is because you are reading this verse from the middle. It says submit to God. Augusta, you are not submitting your marriage to God. You are quoting your village principles. Now where we are from? All right, where you are from? They get the result of where you are from. You want Bible results? Submit to God. You see the word submit. It means you go under. You, you, it's not immediately. He that ascended first of all descended. But you must descend. You must descend. You submit. You submit. To be a soulmate. It looks like you're going to the pit. But you're actually headed for the peak. When your obedience is complete, you slap the devil. He, he, he himself knows. When your obedience is complete... And please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying when the devil looks at you and there's no sin. That's not what I'm saying. In that particular thing that God is telling you, hey, hey, hey. Did you see how Jesus, who knew how to win with God, did you see how he was negotiating with the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane? And God was like, you know what? Jesus, there's no other way. This one, you have to drink this cup. It was not the Roman soldiers that killed Jesus. It was the Father that struck him. Go and read Isaiah 51, 52, 53. It was the father that struck him. He had to kill his son. It was a very tough one. And he had to be separated from him. Jesus cried out, Eli, 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 how can you, how could you? Father, my mother, I can't see her. I can't see Peter. I can't see all these people. Even you forsook me. That was the one that pained him. That one touched him. Are you all still here? But did you see at the Garden of Gethsemane? He was, he was negotiating. He, the father could bend rules. The father said no. The Bible says they learned obedience by the things he went through. You must go through some things. You must go through some things. Don't look for shorter courts. And in case you're seated, you know, and you are giving me that look like, oh my God, Pastor Bielo, you are right on time for this message. You are right on time. I've been telling all my friends about this obedience thing. Like I'm not talking to you. You are the one I'm talking to. You are the one I'm talking to. Because if you thought you were walking in obedience, you may really not be walking in full obedience. And delayed obedience is rebellion. Half obedience is disobedience. The Bible says God cannot do without a cheerful giver. I love the way the Amplified puts it. He said, a cheerful, uh, prompt to do giver whose heart is in his giving. Prompt to do. Now, I want to ask you a question. 
what the Lord, what you are claiming that the Lord is asking you to do and what you want to do that you are saying is obedience, why are you doing what you know is just what you want to do? <laughs> if you're a pastor listening to me, you're a pastor, you're listening to me and you really are listening to me because you want to learn something from me. Some people who just suddenly start doing some nice things to you, watch out for them. They are doing that as obedience because they want to disobey. So they first of all lay a foundation so that you will be carried away. They can do things like bringing seed to you so that they can cool the ground before they hit you. So that's the obedience. God told somebody, have I lost you? God told somebody, that sister there, go and give her $1,000. Ha! Malika boza di kabalayaba. Then you know what he decided to do? He started calling the sister every morning. How are you? The Lord is your strength. I just wanted to check on you. I just wanted to appreciate the God upon your life. Can I pray with you? Father, in the name of Jesus. The sister said, I've never seen a brother like this in my life. He's not asking me out, nothing. He's just led of God to me. He's just praying for me. Is he working in obedience? They give one thousand. They didn't even say, give one thousand waka. You are praying. He says, you do two. He says, I can't do two, two, two. You've even done more. And you are not rewarded. So don't look at anybody and say, because you are seeing them around, say, oh, oh, he's a faithful person. Ha, I love that brother. He's faithful. Who told you? Who told you? Many people do what God has not asked them to do. You know there are people that, as they are sitting in this church, they are not thinking of how to evangelize. They are not thinking of how to join a department. They are not thinking of how to be a partner. What they want to do is the job of the pastor. Yeah, and they're doing it well. So after the service, I'll give you examples now. After the service, they go to somebody, oh, my brother, I just as the service was going on, the Lord opened my eyes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the Lord opened my eyes. And the Lord has not opened your eyes about your life. Why are you like this? Huh? First time, second time, third time. You know what they're going to do the fourth time? The Lord told me that you should pay my house rent. And the house is in Metama. He sits down in the church now thinking that this guy is just a fool. He's just talking. He's just talking. He's supposed to be doing power, power. You don't know that power don't grow Christians. It's an advert to draw them, but what grows them is the word. Everybody's interest is different. He thinks I'm a fool. He thinks I can't do it. And that's why God has not been able to entrust this kind of people to your hand. And the gullible ones that say, ha! You know, when is what? But when is when you want real something, there are some prophets that attend our church, they are at the back. <laughs> and I will never do anything about you. Keep doing it. <laughs> I call it leave arm anointing. You enter trouble. The person will soon find you out that you are fake. <laughs> you, it doesn't bother me. Because God doesn't bless a mess. It will last. Are you all still here? Yes, sir. I am still the person you come and beg for house rent. For, because for everything you manipulated people for, under my, my, my anointing, you will need my prayer for you to survive. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, know, you know, have you gathered people before? 
You just enter someone's camp and start plundering. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't read your Bible that. I even know you're ignorant. I have never done it before. I say this under God. Never. Never, ever. Because I knew the impact of it. The other day, some people lined up their signboards here. This corner. <laughs> they pasted everywhere. I said, <laughs> You know what happened? You want to hear? The people from their church started joining here. Some of you here, you are from that church. I'm saying this under God. <laughs> so there are things some of us know and we don't bother ourselves. Somebody shout obedience. Oh, I'm not enjoying you anymore. Did I say something I wasn't supposed to say? Somebody say obedience. <laughs> I need to close. God wants to lift us up. We're not the ones begging him. His eyes run to and from the face of the earth, ready to show himself mighty on behalf of those who walk uprightly. Your father has been evil, know how to give good gifts to their children. How much more, my heavenly father? He wants to lift us up. He wants to lift us up. But he says, don't be willing well doing for in due time the Lord will lift you if you faint not. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Your season has come. Your season has come. Amen. In Hebrews 1 and verse 8, I'm thinking of which routes to go. Hebrews 1 and verse 8. It says, but to the Son, pay attention. Your throne, O God. So after 33 years, when Jesus appeared in heaven, the Father cleared his throat. And I like to describe it when it <coughs> thunders. He released his son for 33 years as he walked in. Angels covered their faces. And he walked in with the blood of the sacrifice, ready to go and sprinkle it on the altar, on the, on the throne of grace. And the father said, before you do that, let me just recite something. Your throne, O oh God, is forever and ever. The scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your, of your kingdom. Thou art loved righteousness and hated lawlessness Therefore, God called him God. God, your God, as, don't use the word anointed, as elevated you above your companion. What did he do? The author of salvation, God of the very God, who was there from the beginning. What did he do that caused elevation? You have loved righteousness. You like to be at power with me. And hated lawlessness. Therefore, I'm elevated. You want to know the elevation? Go to Philippians 2 and verse 8. Philippians 2 and verse 8. The Bible says, I'm being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself. You can't obey without humility. Trust me. That organization you work in or that place you are complaining, you have a click. All of you are dealing with pride. All of you. That's why you can't win your boss. If not that you are dealing with pride, you would have won him. <laughs> you would have won him. Because God is a judge. Alright? He humbled himself and became obedient. Did you see that? How did he become obedient? He humbled himself. If he had not humbled himself, there is no way. Come on, all of us carry ego now. All of us. All of us. 
if you are maybe uh, I, I joined the um, F Formula One club in Nigeria and you are an award winner and you are the head of my team even as a pastor to submit to you I don't need faith because you are better than me but if I'm better than you I know some things more than you and then I got there you're my leader and I say well God says that you submit to all authority and I submit to you then God will mark it for me what the reason why God chose to come to the earth as the son of David you see that trouble between David and Saul was not about Saul. God already rejected Saul. It was to test the heart of David. And David did not fall prey. The most touching part of the Bible was when David crossed over to take the sword of Saul. And he said, my father. He said, look at your sword. If I wanted to kill you, I would have killed you. And Saul wept. And, and, and said, oh, my son David. And as soon as they left, the spirit jumped into him again and started pursuing David. It's the spirit. David ensured that he did not fall trap to that stuff, that rebellious stuff. And that's why the Bible says, I found my son, David, with my holy oil. He said, there's none like him. So he said, he was found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient. Don't rush that statement. Though. He lived an obedient life. Then he became obedient to the point of death. If Jesus had said, ha, on the cross, angels would have landed. They would have rescued him. He had to keep quiet. Did you read the narrative of Pontius Pilate talking to him? Say something. I want to, to, but I need to write something on your behalf. The only statement he made, and he kept quiet all through, was no man can receive anything except what has been given to him from heaven. He became obedient, even to the point of death, even to the death of the cross. Next verse. Therefore, please, what's the meaning of therefore? Consequential. So, those of you that you just think, no, no, uh, no, 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 we're New Testament Christians. Therefore, therefore, God has also, don't forget the word also, there's a response. Highly exalted. And that's why I told you that I anointed you above the fellow. That word anointing shouldn't be the word, the word there. Exalted is the word. He's exalted him and giving him the name. The name. Go to Mexico. There are many Jesuses. The bellboy at the hotel that my wife and I stay in London, the bellboy is Jesus. I don't even want to call him. I said, are you not scared to be a Jesus? He said, no, it's normal. But go and mention that name among demons. They know it's not normal. He's the head of principalities and powers. There is a musician in Nigeria, a Muslim that just sang a song that is trending now. And part of the song he started talking about Jesus, that is the Prince of Peace, that is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And I told my friend, I said, listen, you may not believe me, but they must have told him where he does his jazz, that he had to sing for Jesus. He's the head that this trouble you are in, the only way out. Don't laugh. I'm, I know, I'm telling you, some of you don't know spiritual stuff. Some of you don't know spiritual. That's why you see a call, they have a cross upside. He's the head. Of, they have to acknowledge it. They have to. They have to. They have no choice. The demon ran to Jesus and said, we know you. you are there. They have to. They, they have to. 
He given the name that is above any name. There's no name anybody can use. And the Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, those on earth, those under the earth. So where would they go and mention your name? Look at that. Look at 12. So it's been given. The Bible says, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And every honor he has is to the glory of the Father. Because he obeyed the Father even to death. So you now showed up after him and said, you are the extension of Jesus. And you say, I want to do what I like. No, it won't touch you. It won't, it's not the days of Moses that you do this, we kill you. But you are not going to advance. They can't give you a rebel power. You can't delegate to a rebel. Oh, Father, give me another series. I'm not enjoying my church members. Are you all still here? Yes, sir. So let me just round off. Ah, Jesus spoke a prophetic thing to Peter. John 21, verse 18. When you get home, please go meditate on it. <laughs> when he was saying this thing, he said it to Peter, and Peter said, Sir, what about John? And Jesus said, what is your business with John? You are the one I'm talking to. And he said to him, most assuredly, I'm not joking with you. I said to you, when you were younger, you guarded yourself and walked where you wished. You did what you wanted. Hmm? <laughs> he was talking to him about his apostolic office. The first pope of the church. You went where you wished. There are things that are lawful that God will tell you you can't do anymore. You went where you wished. You were everywhere. That's why I told you to be a success in the kingdom sometimes is very lonely. You went where you wish. He said, but when you are old, this revelation was what made Peter to sleep in the prison. He looked at me and said, I'm not old. Jesus said, wait, not if. He slept off. The angel had to wound Peter, struck him before he woke up. He slept off. Because he knew they wouldn't kill him like James. Because there's a prophetic word over him, when you are old. You will stretch out your hands. And another, they didn't say another person. Another will guard you and carry you where you do not wish. He wasn't cursing him. He was telling him the price of the next phase of his ministry. There are things you don't wish to do. And another one will carry you there. And I don't know if you've read the story of Peter. Extra biblical account. How that the saint snaked Peter out of Jerusalem. I think out of Rome. I can't remember. I read it a long time ago. And as he was running away from being killed, Jesus was walking towards him. And he said, Jesus, where are you going? He said, the very place you're running away from. And he said, no, 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 no. no." And then they discussed how he had to go back there and die. Peter went back there and he died, but they crucified him upside down. Let me remind you that there are no 24 elders in heaven. 24 represent the 12 patriarchs and the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Go and read it when you get there. You will see that they call them the redeemed. There is no other redeemed in heaven apart from the church. That was why they had to wait for us. When Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, 
the Old Testament saints rose up with him. And then in Acts chapter number two, the clove of tongues landed on the apostles. So those are the two ways. Those are the two, you know, class of people. So 12 patriarchs, the, the 12 tribes of Israel, and the apostle of the land. That's why when Judas fell, and they cast the Lord to, um, to elect Matthias back, they read the book of Psalms that says, let another one take his place. He had a place. When we get to heaven, there's a place for Peter. There's a place for John. There's a place for, 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 uh, for Mark. There's a place. I'm even looking at the Old Testament saints, the, the, the patriarchs. There's a place for Issachar. There's a place for Reuben. There's a place for, for the... Now, if you're going to come into that place, they had a glimpse of that place. That was why John and the brother brought their mom to say, let us sit on your right hand. On the, they, they had a glimpse that they say, there's, a, there's a position, there's a place. The young rich ruler who loved Jesus, who loved God from the beginning, they just told him, sell all you have and carry your cross and follow me. He lost that place that day because he placed attention on things. Do you know how many things you lose by not obeying the master? The Lord is your strength. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Is it Job 36, 11? Job 36, 11? Job 36, verse 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Their years in pleasure. That will be your portion. That will be your portion. In the name of Jesus. As you stand out with prompt, unprocrastinated obedience, the Lord will take you up. The Lord will take you up. Amen. There's some things the Spirit of God will drive you into. Don't say no to them. The Spirit of the Lord drove Jesus into the wilderness. By the time he came back, the Bible says, all men look it for thee. In the name of Jesus, you are moving to higher ground. Amen. Isaiah 119 says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. So there's good in the land. But the message translation is what I love. I wanted to read it as I close. Ready, read. Let's wait for others. Let's wait for others. Ready? Read. After the service, enter into that dimension. So when you see a Christian feasting like kings, please don't beef them on. Because that's the promise of the Lord for them. Isaiah 66 verse 2. Isaiah 66 verse 2. The Bible says, For all those things my hand has made. If God made you, wave your hands to me. For all those things my hands has made. And all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look. On this one. This one will catch my attention. Who is this one? On him who is poor. They're not talking about physical or financial poverty. They're talking about you having a broken heart. And a contrite spirit. And the one who trembles at my word. The one who trembles at my word. Those who don't tremble at God's word, they trample upon it. The reason why you are trivial about God's word and you are lethargic about his instructions for you is because you don't revere him. And God is calling you not to miss this opportunity. It's like God giving you an expo for a test coming. Exhortation time is here. <laughs> 
Nothing pains you like seeing your old friend move ahead of you. Nothing pains you. You start telling, he's a stupid story. <laughs> it will not carry weight. You can badmouth him. You can say all sorts. If God lifts them, that's the end. There's nothing you can do about it. The devil can't stand it. You can't stop it. And there's nothing you can do about it. I pray for you today. That you will not miss this season. You will not miss this season. I prophesy. The month of February. Is that month. That God sets you up to lift you up. No matter how down you've been. No matter how down. I prophesy. From wherever you are, let the Lord take you up. Amen. I waited patiently for the Lord. I inclined to the sound of his voice. Did you see that? I didn't just pray. I waited patiently for the Lord. I inclined to the sound of his voice. Then he lifted me from the deepest place and set my feet upon the rock. I prophesy to you, this is your season for lifting. I thought I was going to hear a better amen in faith. No matter how high you've been, he says, increase my greatness. Comfort me on every side. In the name of Jesus, this is your season for exaltation. How many are my foes? Many have risen against me. Many have said concerning me that there is no help for me in God. But thou, Lord, are the shield for me. My glory and the lifter of my head. Ah! In 2021, your head will be lifted. That amen is trying to challenge my grace. I said your head will be lifted. Receive it, receive it. Receive it, receive it. In the name of Jesus. Psalm 27, David said, Now my head is lifted above all my enemies. That enemies has not existed that your head will not be lifted above. Anyone that wants to silence your voice today will kill that voice. I show up as one of the carpenters. To deal with any horn that says your head will not be lifted. If you believe it, can I hear a better amen, somebody? If I am a man of God, and I am, in the month of February, starting from now, counting today and the next 20 days, there will be days that you are set up for a lifting. By all means, you are lifting where you have been. You are living where you have been. You are lifted financially. You are lifted in your health. You are lifted in your marriage. Even the grace of your life is lifted. New exploits. New open doors. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says Jesus died in the natural, but he was raised in the spiritual. He died in, this, in, the, in the terrestrial, but he was raised in the celestial. He died in shame, but he was raised in honor. Which means seed time is always inferior to harvest time. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, after your amen right now, I prophesy that a new side of you come out. It's time for your lifting. Bible says, despise not prophesying. Whoever received the prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive the prophet's reward. I'm educated. I'm not a non-entity. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know how to describe it. I, I'm not here to just, how will I live my life lying to people? How? I know it as I know my name. That for somebody here who believes, is your season for exaltation. Get ready for your promotion at work. 
Get ready for your promotion at work. Get ready for promotion in life. Some of you, people will start telling you, you look different. Things are working differently. Because you are moving to another level. If you believe in, let me hear your amen like thunder. So shall it be. You know the way the grace of God works? Two people shall stand and one will be taken one will remain. That's the way the grace of God works. But I prophesy to you. I and the children the Lord has given to me. We are all for signs and wonders. The Bible says with great power that the Lord backed the early apostles up and great grace was upon them all. Upon everyone genuinely connected to this church. Let grace begin to function for you. So shall it be. The month of February is our month for exaltation. That will be your portion. Get ready for a lift. So shall it be. In Jesus' precious name. Help will rise from everywhere. Help will rise from everywhere. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's clap for Jesus somebody.